Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to our show for today. I talked about the right perspective yesterday, and today I want to talk about the church universal. However, I didn't finish getting to Ephesians 4, and I want to start there today in this last word publication as we go. Uh, again, we're on all of these social media platforms. Uh, share this with your friends, share it with your neighbor, share it with someone so that they can come on and um, share with us in this perspective in this last times and to see where we are in terms of developing what we're going to talk about. You know already, I'm going to say it, but we have been talking about it. All of you should know the three Fs, our faith, our family, our finances. We're trying to get to our family this week. We've been talking a lot about faith. Yesterday, we redefine the term faith. We put us into an understanding of where we are with that term and to try to get to some idea of what that terminology is all about. Really, uh, most leaders today in the church, religious leaders, I should say, steal our faith with twisted documents, doctrines, documents, twisted doctrines, kill our joy with slave submission and destroy our love with false promises. That's not every leader, but that's the deception that's going on. And the Bible warned us about these deceptive things that were going to come, that was going to really move us into understanding who we are and what we're developing in terms of our faith for. That being said, let me talk about what the Bible professes. The Bible professes to be the written record of truths revealed by God to mankind. That's what the Bible professes, to be a written record of truth revealed by God to kind. That's where we are in terms of understanding what our Bible principles are and how they reference in life. Now, that being said, we have to really understand the difference between religion and Christianity. Christians do not believe that we seek God and then find him as, for example, in religion. We believe that God chose to reveal himself. Now, that's true in both Judaism and Christianity. We, are, we respond to God's self-disclosure in history. God has disclosed himself so that history just doesn't become history, but it becomes his story because he exposes himself in this historical understanding or relationship of knowing who he is and what we're developing for that. I think in looking at that picture, we really have to come to this realization. In religion, mankind reaches up toward God. Uh, many times people ask me the difference between religion and spirituality. Here it is. In religion, man is trying to get to God. With Christianity, what the Bible speaks about in terms of being Christian is that God reaches down toward us. Isn't that interesting? We keep trying to get to him when he, in essence, is really trying to come to us. That's the difference between religion and Christianity. That's why in the Tower of Babel, in Genesis chapter 11, Men were trying to ascend to God, when in essence, from the very beginning, starting in creation in Genesis 1, 
the record and the story of the Bible is that God descended to us, not that we elevate to him, but he comes down to us. That in essence becomes our Christian worldview. What does that mean? The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit, that's the Holy Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. First Corinthians 2, 14. You, you can't get it unless you have the Holy Spirit reigning inside of you, living inside of you, moving to the understanding that the Holy Spirit develops you along a reality of knowing what these things are all about. And so we get to this idea of coming to a Christian culture, a Christian world. The problem is, the real problem in understanding all of this is getting to this understanding of knowing this, our changing focus in the church. And this is what I've been developing in terms of developing a perspective yesterday, how changing focus uh, should be the envision of what God revealed to us through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ should be the focus. Sometimes we're focused on him as the head of the church. Look at the clockwise focusing of these points that I bring around. Sometimes we're focused so much on the institution of the church that we forget who's the head of the church. And even sometimes we idealize the written scripture of the word, the Bible. I heard someone foolishly talk about how many characters of the Bible didn't have a written Bible. So we shouldn't even worry about that. Well, that was because they were the Bible. They were actually, the Bible was written about these people who we see in the Bible, who were characters, who were ordinary people that were used by God to affect what God was going to do in the earth. So the, the Bible points out that point. And, and then we come to this understanding of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is he God or is he just the Spirit of God? Is he an it or is he a person? We argue over that. And then the secular viewpoint, the world's viewpoint, changing focus of where we think, where our mindset is. We go in this revolving circle, especially we as Christians. Is it Jesus Christ we need to look to? Is the institution we need to look to? What we see problems with the Bible because we just keep approaching the Bible as a book of facts instead of a book of faith. It is not a book of facts. If you keep looking at the Bible as a book of facts, you will keep finding errors and things that are wrong with the factual ideas of the book because we are exposed and mostly all of our interpretation of the Bible comes from translations. And so when we approach the Bible as a fact book, we miss that it is a faith book. And then if we're not illuminated by the Holy Spirit, we find ourselves being critical of the Bible, finding holes in institution, wanting to tear down the fiber of who Christ is. And we find ourselves in a sexualized or secularized focus. See what we develop here? 
So the contrast is that if Jesus remains at the top, we have a pretty good idea of knowing what we're doing and how we're developing. But if he doesn't remain at the top, we have some problems. Because sometimes we look at the institution more higher than Jesus. We're looking at the Bible as a fact book and not as a faith book. And so we miss the purposes. We see the Holy Spirit as a genie to serve our purposes and to get the things we want rather than a guide and a counselor as what Jesus says he ought to be. And we put that all into a secularized concept of understanding that our worldview is our worldview of where we at. And we miss the purposes of God in light of that. Well, let me look at this, the structural foundation of the church. And I talked about in Ephesians 4 and 11 last week, but let me stop here. Structural foundation of the church, Ephesians 2, verses 20 through 22. The church is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And it's built on the concept of apostles and prophets. It is not a building which is an institution, it is people who are living, breathing organism, not an organization. So the church is really an, an organism as opposed to an organization. Let that comfort your spirit. Thank you.